Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the 52 Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon J. Walker. Yeah. I'm here with my boy, Street Hems. Hey. Got my boy, Saran, in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good night. I'm excited. Been a long time, bro. We've been trying to get you on the podcast, man. Hey, hey, all in good timing. This is this this is the perfect time of the faith thing. <laughs> Honestly, bro. New traditions calls for. I know you're a Jameson guy, you know what I'm saying? But we we all out. So Yeah, just the Bacardi today. Tonight we just going with the Bacardi. All right. Yeah. I'm going with the I'm, I'm, I got the Dallas Blondes. Just keeping it local. They ain't had nothing black on, so keep it local. If I, if I can't have black on, I'm going local. Feel me? Hey, bro. <laughs> we got a heavy pour over here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Heavy, heavy, heavy is heavy is subjective. Feel me? Tell me how. Tell me how everything's been going, bro. Uh, as of recent, things have been going great. You know, I feel like I'm in a place of just learning, understanding, processing, and applying. You know? Okay. Um, definitely with the whole season. It definitely uh, forced me into solitude and then searching, you know, internally. And that led to me wanting to know more, you know, because one of the, one of my, it's crazy, somebody asked me this the other day, like, what's your favorite attribute about God? And I said, inexhaustibility, you know, like the fact you cannot know And for me, knowing that I can't know something completely makes me want to know it even more. You know what I'm saying? Know it, know them, know so like I, I was like, yo, I'm searching myself, I'm searching God, I'm searching nature, I'm searching everything. And like I've been so full of just knowledge, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to learn and, and have the ability to learn and the capacity I've been learning at. You know? yeah. yeah. First I wanna say congratulations on the the, the name change, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's man. like that's like always been one of them things that's like, <laughs> you know, street hymns. Mitch, love Nindo, love Nindo. like it, it's just you like it, it's me. a long <laughs> list. It's like what we what we what name we going with today? And I and I guess like kind of talk about that because I know that kind of plays into like what you were just saying, like that journey of just finding yourself and learning more and just trying to get more in contact with you know what I'm saying with what God's doing on you. Absolutely, man. So literally, the reason I even made the distinction. Uh, because it wasn't like I, uh, I, I separated. It was literally, a, it was a distinction to say that, all right, number one, battle rap, you know, the stigma with battle rappers and making music, I feel like I make great music. And typically what people understand, what people hear from battle rappers is not great quality music. But when I look at like even my own team, you know what I'm saying, people like Saga and, uh, and, and, and Loso, like they're making great music right now. So I'm like, you know what, man, like that stigma is not really something that is an issue you know, mm-hmm. unless you make it that personally, you know what I'm saying? So I was making it personally because I was like, I want to I want to distinguish myself between other battle rappers. But um, I think it, it for one, actually does my team a justice by me, you know what I'm saying, uh, rocking with the name that I have in battle rap and also like doing, like if I, if I was to do a project with them, I wouldn't say, oh, well, now I'm doing music and I'm going to. Love Nindo. Yeah. And like that was like a struggle I've had like for a while. I'm like, man, like what would I call it? Like what I would I just call street hymns and then make great music under street hymns and then do love Nindo on the side. I was like, it was just man, I, I, that was a wrestle. But the main reason I made the distinction was because of my uh it was my thoughts on the perception that the church would have, to be honest. You know, I the last thing I want to do is cause anyone to stumble, you know what I'm saying? Like cause anyone to uh 
have questions or, 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 or fall into anything that they shouldn't have been or expose them to something they shouldn't have been exposed to at the time. So for me, knowing where my mind was, where my heart was, and then hearing things from the Lord and like, man, like, I don't feel like, for, for example, like I had a song called OJ in My Cup back when I was Street Hymns at the time. And I was like fresh, like I was 20 years old, 19 years old making that song. And the song's OJ in My Cup, that's all. You know what I'm saying? And, and literally it was a song about not drinking because I was underage and, yeah. and it was irresponsible to do so. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> we pulled up. So it's, it's one of those things for me, like my message matured, but I, I didn't. I have a song called BYOB. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's it's about, you know what I'm saying, like like drinking, not getting drunk. Exact opposite, actually. And it the more of that will be revealed as well. Yeah. But for me, it's one of those things like I, I didn't want to put a contradicting message out. Cause it's like for the kids that grew up listening to OJ in My Cup, now they're searching the same name and seeing something that's a, a message that doesn't sound exactly like that. And it's like, wait, so are you still the same person? Like and I'm like, for me. It was just a wrestle. I was like, I don't want that to even be a thing. So let me, let me protect the kids. Let me protect the youth groups. Let me, you know, what I'm saying, like, like just make sure I just change the name so that when they look, like, when they look up my old stuff or look up stuff from my battles or look at my music, they can say, oh snap, it's still the same great message. Yeah. And you know, my little brother challenged me. You know, um, artist named Michael West. He's cold with it too. He's on all my projects. And he was like, bro, like, like if you look at your music, even as Love Nindo, you haven't changed anything. Like you're still making great music, you still keep it clean, you're still just as dope, if not better. And so, why make the distinction? Yeah. And I was like, nah, da, da, da. and, I'm, and I, as as the more I argued it, the more I was like, yeah, why did I make the distinction? You know what I'm saying? You just kind of like let the fruit speak for itself, kind of deal. Yeah. And and to be honest, like usually, <laughs> this goes sound so weird, but like this is me when I make. Major decisions, a lot of times, I will cast lots. In other words, like, I'll flip a coin, and if it's on heads, I'll go that way. If it's on tails, I'll go that way. And I'll just be like, hey, Lord, you're going you gonna to make this coin land a certain way. Yeah. So, what's up? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's literally how I do things. When I made the Love Nindo Street Hymns decision, I was so set on Love Nindo that I didn't even want to flip a coin. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And on the plane... On the way to my uncle's funeral, talking to my brother, I was like, all right, bet, cast lots. Lot fell on street hymns. I was like, ain't nothing to argue about now. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, whenever, there's been, like, some crazy decisions, especially decisions, like, where I knew I shouldn't have been doing it. Not one time in my entire, probably, like, six years of doing this has it ever been on the decision I knew I shouldn't have done. It's always been on. You know, saying the right decision, so it's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I've never questioned it. Like I truly believe that, you know, how the lot lands is where I'm supposed to go. So that's what I do. And I know it's like very like controversial, and it's just a, it's it's crazy thinking of a Christian rapper, somebody who's a believer, right? Mm-hmm. And I I don't, don't want to say Christian rapper because I don't want to put you in that that category of just like I don't mind box. Here, okay, here's, cool, here's cool, cool. So here's the thing: I don't mind it because like here's the thing. I'm an abstract artist. Yeah. Right? So the way I paint my art, I want the viewer to look at it and say, this is what I get out of this. And so when somebody sees me like, oh, that's the Christian rapper. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. Oh, that's that conscious rapper. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's that 
punchline rapper. Yeah, you're right. Whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just don't call it whack. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'd be whack. You know what I'm saying? But you're wrong. Yeah. But um, so so from it's it's really like what are you getting from it? And if somebody calls my stuff Christian rap, I don't take offense to it. You know, okay. I hopped on that wave like the first two years, and I was like fresh out of high school. But after that, I was like, why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mind being called a Christian rapper. You okay. Know what I'm saying like so so because it's people out there calling themselves Christian rappers that are putting out a message that I feel like is kind of hurting the mission. So for me, I'm like, yo, like I don't mind, I don't mind holding that mantle. So yeah. So when you do that, it's it's tough because you're in a situation to where one, um, like you were just talking about earlier, you're trying you, you put you find yourself in a place where you're trying to prove yourself to people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh no, 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 I ain't I I didn't change. I'm still the same. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you do that, it can be a little What's the word? It can, it can be exhausting. Daunting. It could be something that you're just constantly living in this world of just trying to prove yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. So when that happens, being in battle rap, because battle rap is such a rough, very grimy, very passionate culture, right? Yeah. And being a Christian in that atmosphere can be rough and even in your battles like people can watch your battles and they bro they go after your faith bro absolutely and (laughs) being in being in that position how does it feel to where on one end you're trying to protect your your faith towards other people of faith then on the other hand you're doing the same thing in your profession at the same time and just trying to distinct like the frustration of Y'all supposed to be on my side, you know what I'm saying? Y'all supposed to get what I'm talking about, but over here, I get that from here. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Christians, there's just there's just disconnect. (sighs) So here's the thing, man. I feel like um, now I will I will first disclaim disclaimer. Like I put the brethren first before anything and anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because that's 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 how we're told to live. So like I I I don't do I'm not the guy to church slander, I'm not the I'm not the guy to religion slander, um, because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying like this is home team. So I will say what I am viewing and what I experienced by going to Bible college, mm-hmm. graduating with a bachelor's degree in theology, yeah. um, by going to other biblical uh, institutions, by going to the churches that are. Um, most popular and stuff like that, and and seeing mega churches, especially in Dallas, there's so many of them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, my experience has been what church is doing right now is overly educating people and under equipping people. Mm. So when you overly educate people and under equip, the only people you see are the people around you. And so literally what you'll have is this, this, this battle of Christians versus Christians. And I'm like, why are we still arguing Arminianism and Calvinism and none of us have evangelized in the last week? Mm-hmm. We argue more with each other than we do <laughs> street work. Yeah. Like ek, in ecclesia means out of, mm-hmm. the E-X. So why are we not going out? Everything is in- internal. And I'm like... For some, like for somebody like me, is it, it 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 frustrates me because I'm like, yo, what is going on? Yeah, I remember my friend um, Grant Skeldon. 
Good guy. Solid dude, bro. Creator of a, a dope nonprofit called Initiative. Like, he saw what I did in battle rap, and he came back. He's like, yo, man, like, <laughs> he's like, you're a friend of sinners. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, Jesus was a friend of, you're a friend of sinners. I was like, I've never heard that before. He's like, he's like, bro, I'm not sure you realize most people I'm around, Christians, don't have non-believing friends. Yeah. And I was like, that's a thing? Like, y'all like, <laughs> y'all like tapped in? Like, how y'all, how y'all supposed to be in the world, but y'all never go outside? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I feel like the reason why the target is on us is because we're only so critical of our own. Yeah. And I'm like, if we're called to wow. love each other first, then why is it that every time I make a move, you know what I'm saying? Not even on some like right or wrong. It's just this is my opinion. And then I'm gonna put a pseudo scripture behind it and say, oh well, this this also says, I'm like, come on, fam. Let's use context. Yeah. You know, because if if are we are we looking at the heart or are we looking at uh in, in a loose sense, the law? Are we looking at obedience or are we looking at sacrifice? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause for me, I'm like, I'm like, yo, we're missing it if the only people we're ever debating is our own. Mm -hmm. How is the knowledge ever supposed to get out? Because what I'm realizing is, is that when these Christians who graduate from these esteemed colleges go out into the streets and talk to some hood niggas on the street, they're not equipped. Then they switch up. Yeah. Why? Because all they were was educated, not equipped, not discipled, not fellowshipping, not in community. Yeah. We are masters of theology. We, I'm talking about people know the scripture so tough, but the application is off. <laughs> it's totally right? off. And I'm like, yo, and I'm, I'm sitting here, I will literally be on the streets, like at a conference, Christian conference. And then we, you know what I'm saying, walk to the store, the grocery store, just down the street. Next thing you know, I'm hearing a debate go on and I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, let me, let me see how they hold their own. Getting ate up. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and my thing is, oh, I'm realizing what it is. Paul was wise enough to, whenever he learned the scriptures, he also was learning other philosophies. Yeah. Why? Because if you know the other philosophies, you know how to talk to them. Mm -hmm. You know how to engage them. Yeah. Robbie Zacharias, another dude, he always quoted secular philosophers. Why? Because by him doing so, he at least understands the worldview. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason we don't like cops that don't that don't police in our own neighborhoods. In yeah. our neighborhood. Because it's it's like it's like, how are you going to dictate a place you know you're not familiar with? That you've never, yeah, you've never you don't in. you don't reside here. Exactly. If if yeah. you don't if you don't reside here, if you've never been here, why are you talking to me? Yeah. Leave. You know nothing about me. So what does it mean to become all things to all men? Yeah. You can't become all things to all men if you're not tapped in. <laughs> and yeah. and honestly, the times that we're living in right now, it's really showing where the church is, especially believers. Yeah. Like, I think for like, even when I met Saran in LA, bro, like, that was my first time seeing church done like that. I'm from Texas, bro. We what's, got what, what's, what's your church, bro? Uh, Zoe. Zoe. Zoe Church LA. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I met him there when it was beginning days. He came from Seattle. Like, it was different because being from Texas where there's a church on every corner, then church in L.A. is just totally different. Mm. And I grew up seeing people who can quote the Bible on like the back of their hand shouting down and telling you how you're going to hell, right? Mm -hmm. Then going to L.A., 
and then seeing people actually being able to cooperate and coexist in the same room with people who don't think the same. Mm -hmm. And that was wild to me because I didn't know that that was possible. And especially the time we're living in now, yeah. Christians really showing their colors right now. Because I don't care how much scripture you quote, how do you treat people? Mm. You know, like you there's there's a lot of people. there's a there's a lot of ins and outs going on in, in society right now. Especially the word black is the most offensive word right now in society. Yeah, it's crazy. In culture. It's crazy. Black. That's one of the most offensive topics mm -hmm. that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. There's a lot that goes with that. For sure. It's a lot of there, layers. Yeah, there, a lot of layers. there are a lot of layers. And the only layer that people see is the organization. And they automatically write everything off. Yeah. But it's it's not about the organization. It's about the statement. The concept. Yeah, the yeah, concept. Yeah. yeah. And Do I, they I, matter? I, I think most people, most people who even are tapped into the, the the claiming the statement of black never been to the website. <laughs> no. It's like it's it's like, oh, I've been to the website. I'm like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get I get the disconnects it has with the church and philosophies, ethics, morals, standards. I get that. But I'm just like, all right. Let's just say they never made a website. Let's say they never made an organization. What are you thinking about the quote itself? Why are we coming up with counter quotes? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to but it's <laughs> to like, oh, you know it. what I mean? Like, all lives matter, right? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it was, this has been a very intense season as far as growth for me mm -hmm. as a human, as a Christian, and as a black, as a black man. Absolutely. And before... When Black Lives Matter started, it wasn't an organization. It was a saying for a protest when Michael Brown was killed. Absolutely. This there was no organization. It was just a it was just a saying that Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I did have a little frustration with it at the time because I love political science. Yeah. I love talking about politics. I love talking about issues in the world. And at the time, Syrian kids were washing up on the beaches in Turkey. But nobody wanted to talk, talk about, about that, it, right? Yeah. But the, the culture kind of hijacked the Black Lives Matter stance, and now it's become this big organization. Yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on in the organization. I can't lie. So when people say, oh, I don't, the organization, this, that, and the other, I'll, I'll give you that. But at the end of the day, do they matter? Do I matter the to quote, you? quote, yeah. You know, <laughs> do, 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 do we matter? And it's like, well, all lives matter. All lives don't matter. Because Syrian kids' lives didn't matter. Hmm. Black people's lives didn't matter. Them people that are living up in the detention centers, their, their lives don't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, all lives don't matter. So it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think as, as believers, we need to be in a position to embrace uncomfortable conversation. Because that's where growth is. That's Absolutely. Where, I feel that that's where God thrives. In and, conflict and in uncomfortable situations. The closest people you'll ever be is with people you've had an argument with. Yeah. And you've had to reconcile. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, when it's all said and done, can I look at your heart and say, I, even if you meant this, I can forgive you and understand that there's a bigger picture here and a bigger picture is love. Yeah. And so the fact that we're all trying to appease everyone's egos appease everyone's ideology it's like nah man like you have you realize we're gonna disagree and if you're not willing to have those tough discussions then 
what are we like? What what's 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 the point? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So so, yeah, I'm 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 yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Yeah, because disagreement brings room for perspective. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't agree with you, I don't like to agree to disagree. <laughs> Because I feel like agreeing to disagree is cop just out. like a, it's a cop out. It's like, all right, bro, you're going to believe what you believe, and I'll let you believe what you want to believe, but low key, I'm right. But I also, Indeed. I feel like that's a win, though, because most people got too much pride to agree to disagree. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I mean, nowadays. Now, it, it is a win. Those are those small nowadays, wins. It's like, nowadays, you know what? Instead bro. of arguing somebody down, you just, you know what? Okay. Like, it's a, it's a big win to understand that. I think of something I think differently, and I don't have to be right. Like every person in the world doesn't have to think yeah, the same way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, look, I am, I, I am in a comfortable season of knowing and understanding that I could be wrong about a lot of things. A lot of things. And so I remember I I even put up a little post. I just said terms like I believe, I think, and in my opinion, aren't said from the pulpit enough. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, because it's 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 almost like there are there are there are universal and uh, basically like like standard truths that majority of believers believe. Of course, you know, from in, in when we're talking about the Bible, but there's a lot of things I'm hearing. I'm like, okay, do you can you actually know this? Because there is a theologian on the other side who's who's also claiming things on the like, and it's like. There are some great points here. So is it is it is it really that wrong to say that I believe this to be true, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong? Yeah. And I'm just like in a place of like, man, I could be wrong about a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? I, but but there are things that I feel like are foundationally unshaken, but I don't mind being I, I have no problem being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and no and but but that's wrong. growth. That's yeah. a that's a that's a very hard place to get to. Being wrong and being okay with it. Indeed. And it shouldn't be as hard as it, you know as it is, but it is. And I feel like we put a lot of pressure on spiritual mentors and people who are in leadership and church. Because Interesting. Interesting. growing up, every morning, I get up for school. What's on? Creflo Dollar. Oh, the early morning joints. Early morning. My mom got <laughs> Creflo Dollar on, Jesse yeah, Duplantis. We had, we had Digimon players. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Good. Like, But that's what my mom did. Yeah. But something happened around 2011, 2012. Judah Smith came. Carl Lentz came. And instead of us as younger believers, our generation, coming to our own conclusions through what we see and what we read and what we have and hear from God, right, we're going off of what these guys are telling Mm. That was the birth of the real celebrity pastor to me. And that's where a lot of us aren't really believing what we believe. We're just believing what somebody told us to believe. Interesting. And when you say that, in my opinion, and all this stuff isn't said, in, said enough, if it was, it would leave room for that, okay, I see what you're saying. Let me go search that. Let me myself. go search that, research that, and see, and see what I see. You know what I'm saying? Rather than me... Listening to Michael Todd's podcast, me listening to um, you know just what any of it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and and just going through all these podcasts, right? And I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, that's good. And I'm over here quoting the same thing to somebody else, rather than me taking what they say. All right, let me see this. How can I apply this here? You know, 
And yeah. I feel like that's the problem. Man, and that's, that's, that's another thing. Kind of, kind of take it back to where I began. Yeah. The things I'm learning, to be honest, I, 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 t- I talk about community often and select people like, yo, you realize you can't talk about these things publicly yet. And I'm like, I do. Because what I'm learning, not so much if it falls into the wrong hands. If it falls into the wrong heart, it could be abused, misused, and cause somebody to stray. So yeah. like, I haven't even communicated the things I'm like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm tapping into because I don't want somebody to fall. But it's crazy because for me, I'm like, man, I feel like this is beneficial. But we're in such a society that if you see a meme, then you want that, and then it's like, if you see a recipe for a cooking thing, I'm about to make that tonight. Go get the recipes. If you see a dating meme or whatever, like, yo, we gotta do this. Let's try this tonight. And it's like, and it's like, the moment you get the knowledge, there's no meditation, there's no digesting, there's no regurgitating. It's just, we're on it. Yeah. The moment you le- learn it, you're, you're teaching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so because of because I'm I'm in tune with the climate of how that's working, I'm making sure that what I'm teaching is polished enough that even if it did get down to a bite-sized, you know what I'm saying, portion, people are able to take the bite size and not abuse it. You know what I'm saying, or misuse it, or misquote it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to gauge, you know, what I'm saying the climate and how things are operating because we're in a not so much an educated society, which is why also I feel like the church is disconnected because we're putting so much emphasis on education and learning when the generation now doesn't care. We're this is the age of information, but they don't care about information. They, they care about feelings. They care about being empathetic. They care about being heard. Mm-hmm. So why are we trying to push education when really when people just want to hug, people just want to be want to be loved, people want to know that you're actually hearing them out yeah. and understanding them rather than what they would call forcing religion on them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I feel like there are a lot of great intended hearts that are in the church that are doing things, but they're not in tune with the culture because they don't step out the walls. And yeah. so because of that, there, there's the disconnect. But yeah. Yes. Real quick. Uh, one thing I can appreciate is that kind of the way you communicate, which is kind of, I think, in my opinion, like those are always great signs of communicators. And I think at the beginning, when it hit me, I heard you rattle off, like, I think this is my opinion. And it, it's funny that it came up in conversation because what it does is it allows people to realize that there's something to be interpreted. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if you ever. Yeah. You know, I have friends that'll say something that they think is fact, and it's easier for you to somebody else to regurgitate that because yeah. there's a fact. It's like, oh, this blah 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 boom. Like, Therefore, this is what I heard is true. But if you lead it with an I think, I can no longer take that sentence and go to someone else and say, this is true because yeah. you led it with an I think. Yeah. So it tells me that there's room for interpretation and that something needs to be digested and like soaked in. Like, what do I think yeah. personally? So I I love that. Because a lot of the things I thought, I don't think no more. Right. Yeah. And, and like, for example, like, like, like with the drinking. When I was under, like, I didn't have my first drink until I was 23. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like with that, I think it's wrong to drink. Because, to me, that was it. 23, I was like, I don't feel wrong doing this. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I am very much on, you know what I'm saying, um, anything not done in faith sin. If I can't in faith do an action, I'm wrong. 
In other words, if I feel like it's wrong when I'm doing it or feel like it's wrong while I'm about to pursue it, I shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like if you truly believe that there is a spirit and he speaks to you and he lives inside of you, he's, he's communicating. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of people have numbed it, but at the end of the day, anything not done in faith is wrong. So for me, growing and learning, I'm like, all right, bet. A lot of the things I'm understanding are personal spiritual things that I'm going through myself. And so when I communicate those types of things, I have to be weary of making it general. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, you hear a lot of talks on relationships and, and sermons on relationships. I'm like, do you realize you, let's just say there's nine personality types according to the Enneagram, right? You, you in your personality type, did something that worked for that personality type, but now you're trying to tell me this is advice? Yeah. When there are seven other personality types and then you talk about intermingling each one, what if that don't work? Then you feel like, man, Lord, what happened? No, it's not Lord. It's that's what that individual did that worked for that individual. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened to work. But then you could also find two personality types and it just wasn't work because that's not what they want. Mm -hmm. So it's literally each situation should be personalized. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, we generalize a lot of things that should be personalized. And you can't personalize if you're not with the people. <laughs> if you're not being personable. So we have to get out the walls and go and meet people. That individual. Yeah. Don't just say, oh, you're a part of this association, so you think this. No. Uh, actually, I associate with that association, but I have a completely different mindset and thought. Like, we hate when people do that to us. It's like, oh, you're one of the Christians. You're all about the crusade. It's like, wait, 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 wait. That happened. But um, <laughs> if you think about it, like, how about you hear me out? Okay, cool. How about we do that for other people as well? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's, 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 stop, let's stop generalizing because we don't like to be generalized. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and when you stop generalizing and make it individuals, you're able to realize, okay, man, maybe I don't know everything because this person has a completely different experience than mine. Yeah. So, yeah. And I and for me I'm like this is a new season for this yeah. podcast. You know, things are different, things are changing. And I know for this point forward, my goal was is like, you know what is is the best thing about a podcast is giving people the opportunity to sit in the room mm. and not really be there. And one of the things I like doing is talking life. And so it's like from this point forward, I just want to sit down with the homies sit down with family, yeah. sit down with people that I can learn from, people that can challenge my thought process, people challenge my mindset and what I think is right and what I think is wrong, and let's talk about it. Yeah. Because maybe I got something wrong or maybe you got something wrong and I can help you get there and you can help me get there. Mm -hmm. And we already talked about it, but you know, you're you're working on a, poc on a, on a podcast. Yeah. And it's pretty much around what you were just saying, yeah, is putting absolutely. yourself in a position to talk and listen and to understand, and I feel like, and I, and I want you to go into detail about it, but I feel like that's going to be a very good starting point uh -huh. to give people a good template of what it looks like to love people, yeah. hear people, not speak, hear people, yeah. and not yeah, trying yeah. to tell them how much, not listen to respond, but just to listen. Yes, yeah, so I am starting a podcast that I define as my personal journey for extra biblical truth that can be reconciled. So the podcast is going to be called the Why I Hate Church podcast. Mm. 
And this podcast is literally going to be talking about um, belief, spirituality, and the church. The distinguishing factor between my podcast and a lot of others is that the people I'm interviewing aren't going to be believers. <laughs> yeah. So um, me being a person who loves debates, like I, 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 I literally wake up, and if it's not a Smash Bros. video or tournament, I'm watching debates. You know what I'm saying? Like I just love debates. I love, I love, I love the art of argument. I love the art of hearing two opposing thoughts. I didn't watch that presidential one, by the way, because that's, that, that's that not a good. That was that, that, that wasn't that a good example of a debate yeah, at that all. Ain't, that ain't that ain't what I'm on. <laughs> like that's that. I, the clips I saw, I said, "Oh my gosh, wow, this is not even formal," mm-hmm. you know. And I don't mind open discussion debates, but that yeah, that 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 would have been frustrating for me. But anyways, even though I love that type of style and apologetics, because of the climate and because of how this next generation, Z generation, like they're interpreting things. I'm like, okay, I need to develop a podcast that can resonate for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And a podcast that will do that is one that will have me as a listener rather than the debater. And so I'm going to interview my friends who are non-believers, who know I re- respect their opinion, and they also mutually respect mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's a um, atheist, whether it's a comedic science person, whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's my Hindu friends, I'm going to interview them, allow them to speak what they would call their truth, and I just want to listen. Because the thing is, they don't just believe things just to believe things. I think that's the misconception that we have. It's like, oh, you just believe it just because. No. There's the source. There's a reason as to why they believe that. Yeah. And I feel like if we can understand why people believe what they believe, we can be more personable and develop more friendships. Because if we keep thinking that, oh, they believe that, you don't want to befriend them because that will cause you to go into, no, what if you knew the source? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like what we have to do is develop conversations that lead to relationships, that lead to loving relationships, which then allows them to open their heart up to what you have to offer as well. Yeah. But it has to be mutual. You know? Now, for me, that mutual relationship ends up at some point clashing, like you said, the, the, the conflict. Now, and through the conflict, something has to come out at top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or something has to come out to where it's, it's, it's a mutual understanding, but it's going to happen. But you can always have the conflict and default love when there's a relationship. You're not going to argue with somebody on the street and be like, oh, man, okay, bet that was dope. You know what I'm saying? I love you. Nah, it's over after that. You're going both your separate ways. But when I have to show up to work and we're still talking or I, uh, I show up to your wedding or I show up to the basketball game and we're still chilling, it's like, it's like there's a relationship there to where even though there was a, a sharpening or, or, or a clashing, there's still a relationship there. So what the Why I Hate Church podcast is going to accomplish is me listening to people's beliefs, why yeah. they believe that, me listening to what led them to their spiritual journey, and then me saying, why do you hate the church? After hearing them say why they hate the church, I'm going to sit there and be like, man, it's crazy that people believe this, 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 and this. And you can see how they believe that because of this, 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 and this. What are we going to do? End podcast. 
Yeah. And then for me, rather than sit there and try to answer every single point they touched on, leave that to the comment section. Yeah. <laughs> y'all know enough. Y'all been educated enough. Yeah. Now let's see. Let's see how equipped you are. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, bet. How about a youth group looks at my podcast and says, man, I've never had this conversation before. I didn't know that's what people thought. So when you actually go and engage someone like that, you're not surprised because you've heard the conversation before. Would you rather your son or daughter learn about sex in the household or in the locker room? You feel me? So it's, it's, it's like, what if we were able to set the tone on conversations, what we call tough conversations, ourselves? Yeah. Rather than you out on your journey and next thing you know, you're, you're stumped because you never even, like it's not the fact you don't know what you know, it's you don't know what the world knows. So we have to be tapped into what's going on mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. But the issue is we've been so bubbled that we don't even desire to learn anything outside. Mm-hmm. We're only going to read from Christian authors. We're only going to listen to Christian podcasts. We're only going to watch Christian shows. I'm like, Cool. There is a there. I'm not saying that's a, that's bad or that's wrong. I'm just saying you're not gonna be tapped in when it comes to being somebody that's outside of that. So that that is what the why I hate church podcast for me. Yeah, it's a personal journey because I'm more than, like no like a lot of things. I, I think it can be a benefit of people, but I'm I'm truly searching for extra biblical truth. Mm-hmm. There are things that people are tapped into that I'm like, man, I can't debate that. People talking about the law of attraction. People talking about karma. People talking about the secret. And I'm like, that sounds like reap what you sow. That sounds like life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Interesting. So we're having similar concepts, just a different source. Yeah. Some no source at all. And I'm like, man, so is it that what they're doing is demonic or they're just acting in natural law and universal laws that God set in place. Mm-hmm. So for me, what if somebody was tapped into a natural or universal law that I'm unaware of that I can be reconciled to scriptures or reconciled to my foundation? I feel like that's a benefit for me. Yeah. But the danger is, like I said, a lot of things I'm learning, I don't want to, it's like the danger is if you don't even, if you're not truly connected with the source, you finna fall off. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm in a place where I'm like, man, my personal journey, I'm just gonna put it on camera. And if anybody really wants to chop it up, hit me up. Yeah. But I want people to be heard. I want you to feel like you can talk on a podcast with a believer who's not gonna judge you, who's not gonna make you feel unwelcomed, who's not gonna make you feel like, oh man, what you believe that? Nah, there's a reason why you believe that. Break it down, bro. Break it down, sis. Yeah. So, yeah. It's my podcast, man. Honestly, bro, like, and and I was in that season mm. to where I hated, I oh, bro. <laughs> hey, we, I, I we might have, hey, we, hey yeah. save it. Because, yeah. yeah. like, aside from just having non-believers, I, I definitely, I have a, I'm not going to release who, but I got some people yeah. uh, in the, in the, in the, in the CHH world, the, the influencers, stuff like that, that are interested in doing this show as well. So it's coming. But I, I and not to say I'm, I'm excluding, but I, I kind of want to start the tone off with mm-hmm. people that I know are. It's going to be a great discussion. Yeah. yeah. And this is also one of the things, my bad, but yeah, this is also one of the things I, which I also love about 52, 
your goal isn't just to talk to influencers. You're talking to everyone. Yeah. Because everyone's perspective matters, right? Because yeah. everyone's heart matters and everyone li- everyone's life matters. And so I'm looking to hear people's hearts everywhere, not just influencers, not just people who have a platform. So, yeah, that's, that was it. Absolutely. No, but, yeah, like, it, it's it's one of those things, man. It's like, I guess I, I won't get too deep into it, but that was just one of my my biggest frustrations is that disconnect mm-hmm. between hearing me out mm-hmm. and me going to, bro, I went to a Bible college. You know what I mean? Like, bubble of all bubbles. <laughs> Facts. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Facts. those people aren't demonic, bro. You're just being weird by playing a guitar in the middle of the city for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. why <laughs> Why are we pulling up to a restaurant and you got to have your guitar in the back ready to bust out in a worship set? You know what I'm saying? Like, Indeed. things like that. So, Indeed. my biggest thing is, it's like, as a as black men, there's this, there's this weird disconnect between talent and leadership mm. when it comes to minorities in church. When it comes to talent, all the opportunities in the world. Oh, you need me for your spoken word to open the conference up? Or, oh, you need somebody to rap This Is Living on Sunday? Oh, cool. You know that I spit, and you want me to come in here and do this, this, that, and the other. But when you going to let me get up there and lead offering? When you going to let me get up there and, and, and operate in the level of leadership that I know that I have? Yeah. Because I'm more than just poetic. You know what I mean? I'm more than just amusement entertainment, a cool thing to add to make people seem like we're more worldly than Christian built. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where a lot of my frustration came because it's like, yo, like, where's our seat at the table? Yeah. Like. Literally, when I would get booked at places and they and I saw over, I saw 30 minutes plus on there, I'm like, oh, you think you're about to get a concert? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would rap probably like half of it or 45% of it. And then the other one, I say, hey, um, are you cool if I do a panel and just have the kids do a Q&A? You know what I'm saying? I've been literally showing up to all these youth groups. And I'm like, yo, because I can entertain. And I tell them, I say, hey, I can entertain the mess out of anything. But I said, if you truly want me, then allow me to speak. And if you don't already have somebody doing a sermon, I'll do the sermon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I won't even up the charge, up the price, because I truly desire that if you're having the quote-unquote street hymns experience, then I truly want people to understand why I'm up on stage, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm in the streets, why I moved to the hood for two years, why my passions are my passions, rather than dance, sing, mm-hmm. act, have, like be the entertainment. I'm like, man, it's so much beyond entertainment. And yeah, we've, we've talked about this before too, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, 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 it's just crazy, bro, because you sit there, and it's like, look, bro, like, I hate, I, in, in church, I just hate the question of, oh, so what do you do? Because mm. now I don't want to tell you. Because if I do tell you, I'm going to either be the rapping guy, the video guy, or somebody that can help you in travel and take your stuff with you. When it's like, bro, I, I believe that there has been a time where I paid my dues, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they in church culture, they make you feel bad 
for standing up for what you're worth, right? Mm. Because it's like, nah, you're supposed to serve. Wow. Right? And it's like, look, dude, I paid my dues. Mm -hmm. I'm about to be 28 years old next month. I'm not that 16, 17, 18, even 20-year-old kid no more, bro. Yeah. Book you for I've chicken been, dinners. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this. Yeah. I've been doing this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I've, I put the work in. I put the time in. It's okay to let somebody know that you done riding the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you're a starter and you know you're a starter, if somebody's not willing to play you, there's other teams. There's other teams. And 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 I feel like this gets kind of going down a little rabbit hole. But honestly, I feel like that is something um, that I've been meditating on myself, and which is why I feel so free at this moment. Because I no longer work for man. Yeah. Like, I stopped working for man about two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not to say I haven't, I haven't had a job. I've had jobs. But I work with man. My employer is Yahweh. Work wholeheartedly as unto God and not to man. I looked at that scripture. I was like, wait. So man was never supposed to be my resource. If you feel like if I lost my job today, I don't know what I do, man is your resource. Not Yahweh. Yeah. <laughs> when I made Yahweh my resource, people started throwing dollar signs in my face, and I was like, so? I'm not moving off no dollar. You know how, you know how rich my dad is? My, my currency I receive from working for Yahweh is favor. Yeah. And I got unlimited favor. <laughs> unlimited favor. So I'm not scared when you say, oh, man, you know, uh, we can't give you a raise of 30 cents because, you know, we got this going on, it's going on. Okay, bet I'm out. Or I'm not scared that when you try to throw something in my face and say, oh, well, you know, this person's didn't this and you, we can't really give you this. Or, hey, hey, you might want to calm down on this because, you know, you work for us and we don't want you da 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 And I'm seeing a lot of even church, and this is, I, I do not hate the church, but I do not, I dislike when you withhold talented people and pigeonhole talented people so you can build your organization and not the kingdom. Wow. When you're trying to build your organization as opposed to the kingdom, you've made man your resource. Because you, if that person left, we don't have video. We don't have this. We don't have this. Man's your resource? Yeah. Crazy. Which is why I think COVID, the whole season, kind of put things in perspective for a lot of places that had to shut down. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I got challenged by one of my mentors. He, he was telling me that, like, it's not just the church that we got revealed things on, but the world. Businesses that were pro-people aren't struggling right now. Chick-fil-A is doing great. Oh, yeah. They're doing great right now. They will never church not Church organization. But, but why is that? Because they kill it in one thing, customer service. My pleasure. My pleasure. Every time you go in, every time you go out, you're heard, you're, 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 you, you get your order, and they make sure you're taken care of. 
they'll never struggle. The places that are struggling are places that were business first. Yeah. I feel like the churches that are struggling, churches that were business first. Mm -hmm. When you said, oh, man, we're missing out on the streams. We're missing out on people tuning in. It's like, that was your focus? Yeah. Indeed. You'll keep struggling. Yeah. Because it's not about the people. It's about the attention. Mm -hmm. Attention brings tithes. Yeah. And offerings. And it's like, for me, I'm like, how about we learn how to not just look at one pillar, teaching, which I feel is overemphasized, but worship, fellowship. Serving, discipleship. If you're not focusing on those and only focusing on a stream every Sunday, that ain't church. That's a podcast. Yeah. You got a pod, you got a dope podcast. People tuning into your podcast. Cool. How are you using your podcast to reach people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so for me, I am I, I'm trying to push people to no longer work for man. Mm-hmm. I really want this message. Like, if you're listening and you and you find yourself realizing, if I lost my job today, do you feel like you'd be going crazy because you do not know how you'd be taken care of? You work for man. Yeah. Not Yahweh. Now, when you work for Yahweh, when he's your boss, he's your employer, you do things in what? In excellence. Mm -hmm. So whatever you touch, it's going to be excellent. Mm -hmm. So... There's no reason to worry about if you're going to lose your job. What the only thing that make you lose your job is when you start putting the kingdom over theirs. Yeah. And if you do that and that causes you to lose your job, guess who's honored? God, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it all works to his glory. Yeah. If you, use, if you lose your job because you put the morals of Yahweh before your organizations, glory be. Yeah. And it's 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 one of those seasons. You you got something? You good? Yeah, I've been sitting on this thought for for a little bit, and I feel like you two are like the perfect people to kind of just shoot this by. And I I feel like people have the most problem with um, Christians mm-hmm. because Christianity is the easiest religion to get into to be classified. Indeed, to, I can to see classify that. yourself as I can see right. That. So yeah, you yeah. have this, you have this spectrum of people who identify as Christian, but on the balance and the scale of practice, right? Are are, and I was thinking about that because your podcast, I just felt like most people are hurt by people. They don't like Christianity. They're hurt because somebody in the Christian faith hurt, and it's that way because so many people. It's which is which is good and it, it has a great side. It's easy to become a Christian. Give your life to Christ, boom. Easy. Just say the words. But on a practical sense, when you look at it from person to person, it's like you claim Christian, but this you're doing XYZ. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you gotta understand that every person has their own personal journey. And I think that's where like the disconnect is between like, you know, and I I love the idea of the podcast, why you're here for church. So interesting. Yeah, we I were talking about that. I give you billions of reasons why. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> billions of reasons. Yeah, yeah. the dislikes in that. We we well. Uh, so Brandon and I so we were chopping it up earlier, and we were like, "What if somebody did posted a Facebook post? What if Peter, the disciple, was your friend, and you put up a Facebook post, post him denying the Savior? Mm. What would you say about him?" 
you didn't crazy. realize the potential that he had afterwards. You didn't realize how he would make a comeback, but you just saw his downfall. You just saw him in his lowest point of his life. And yeah. in his lowest point of his life, you're what? You're posting negative things about him. You're talking about him. You're, 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 you're downing him. And you're making him feel like the, you're making him feel even worse. You're, it's, it's the mob mentality of social media. Yeah. And so when we as believers operate in this way, rather than looking at someone and saying, because I actually mentioned Robbie Zacharias earlier, right? And I put a tweet, tweet up about Robbie Zacharias today. Um, I think it's, a, it's the first of the month, right? Yeah. And somebody, my boy, my boy Derek Miner hit me up and said, hey, bro, check out this article. It was an article written on the last day of September. And it was an article, quote unquote, exposing the fact that Robbie Zacharias um, was involved in some sexual allegations with three different women in a massage parlor. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So now do I then say, well, man, cancel Robbie? <laughs> do I then say that? Yeah. Or do I look at, man, not, not to, not to, and here's the thing, I am not advocating for any type of non-consensual or even uh, sexual allegations or taking them lightly, right? Because at the end of the day, like women do need to be protected, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm so for, especially black women being protected. And if women do not feel safe and are being taken advantage of, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, I'm seeing it, I'm like, man, you know, not so much that, 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 there, there have been so many cases of the justice system leaning towards the first side to speak rather than, you know what I'm saying, the side of somebody else. So I, I, I want to wait till the facts come out, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and more things are revealed. But I'm also being uh, sympathetic and empathetic as I can towards the women saying that. But I say all that to say, at the end of the day, for me, I desire that there would be a heart of, man, I'm not surprised. Not, not to say that I expected a downfall, but I'm not surprised when I see a downfall. Mm, yeah. So many of my heroes have fallen in my eyes. And I made a, I think I made a post about this yesterday, or actually this morning. I said, I, 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 I simply said, like, man, I am a role model to a lot of people. I don't mind that. But if I'm a symbol of hope, there is an issue. Because the things I've done behind the camera, the things I've done behind the scenes that I know I have to deal with and, 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 and go through the consequences of, understanding that I've said this and I've done this, I'm like, dad, I failed y'all. But I started making it about y'all so much, I'm like, man, why am I worried about y'all? I failed y'all. You know, and so for me, there's a lot of things I'm dealing with, my own personal self, and I'm like, all right, bet. When I look in the mirror, I'm able to say that when someone else falls, I can be more gracious because at the end of the day, I'm realizing we all are going through a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? That outbreak you had, that 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 adulter adulterous relationship you had, that that uh, thieving <laughs> spree you went on, that that scam you did, 
that that person you 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 cut off that didn't need to be cut off. Like whatever may be, whatever whatever your quote unquote demon is. At the end of the day, I'm understanding we all have them, right? And I'm looking at it in the aspect of all right, but in the midst of all this, what can we say in our relationship with God? Not so much with our relationship with people, because if it starts first with our relationship with God, it will reflect in our relationship with people. Because if we love God, we will love people, right? If we love people, we won't desire to hurt people. And if we don't desire to hurt people, we'll live in a way that is righteous. And that's what I'm on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that there are things I've done in my past that I'm like, man, these things might come to the surface. But I'm just like, I know I've experienced grace Mm -hmm. with him (laughs) first. So I am in a place of, man, I'm at peace. I'm, I'm truly at peace because... I understand my relationship with the Almighty. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just in a, I'm in a place of, in the midst of me understanding the relationship we have, I'm hoping that people can experience that. Like, where I'm at, I'm, I'm like, like, I truly feel like, man, where Paul was saying, I wish you knew what I knew. I'm in that place right now. I'm like, yeah. no, I, 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 I wish y'all knew the liberation I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. Cause I don't I Yahweh's my source. I know what grace means. I know what it means to be walking in favor. And I'm like, this is so freeing. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about man. <laughs> I'm truly not worried. And that's another reason why I changed my name. Cause it's like, I'm not worried about what y'all think no more. Mm-hmm. Cause I know who I am and whose I am. And y'all not shaking that. If I'm really tripping, my community gonna call me out. They ain't said nothing yet, <laughs> <laughs> so we good. You when when I when I see the, and it, I didn't honestly didn't really grasp this until I think I was like 23, bro. I realized there's two options for me. There's either the church, which is the ones who sacrificed and crucified Jesus, mm-hmm. or the guy who helped him carry his cross. Mm-hmm. It's two options for me. Which one am I going to be? Because where we are today, the ones who crucified Jesus are the ones who are opposing the and, and failing to address the social injustice. Wow. The ones who refuse to understand the issues in our country right now. The people who refuse to look outside the bubble. Because Jesus was outside the bubble. His 12 homies, outside the bubble. For the most part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for the the most part, they were all, bro, come on, man, these dudes was back there fishing, kicking it, not worrying about, you know what I'm saying? And it's like... Peter Peter was literally used to, pre- to preach the largest sermon in history, right? Mm. Not Jesus. It was Peter, the dude who denied him mm. three times. What? No way. I heard this story my whole life, and then I really start to think about it at the age of 22, 23 years old, and I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me the guy who Jesus told you was going to be fake and you was going to be fraud, you was going to step out of place, right? Mm-hmm. You telling me the same dude who was going to do that 
is the same dude that was used to, to preach the largest sermon recorded in the Bible on a mountain, killing it, hmm. bringing all these people to him. You crazy. When them people walked Jesus to his death, that dude who was sitting there chilling, minding his own business, who got forced to carry the cross. Imagine the stuff he did and nobody knows about. Imagine the mistakes that he did and nobody knows about. That's a long walk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you can't tell the story yeah. without mentioning him. Wow. <laughs> you can't tell the story without mentioning the thieves. You can't tell the story without mentioning Barabbas. Shh. And you're telling me that you want me to be like... Cancel this person. Yeah, you want me to be like... You're not who you say you are. Oh, God told you this? Oh, you believe that you can do this? Oh, you're telling me God told you to go into the, the secular industry? Wow. Nah, I think you need to pray about that more. I, I, I refuse to be the guy who hates on stuff, on something God did. I refuse Indeed. to be the one who hates, because I'm going to have to answer for that. Absolutely. I'm going to have to answer for that. I ain't trying to look God in his eyes and be like, What you do with my talents? God gave me. Uh, <laughs> Did you multiply them? Nah, I buried it out back. <laughs> oh no, they told me they told me like I should I should hold on to the two because you know what I'm saying? Like like it's safe to hold on to the two. That way I don't lose yeah, nothing. Because if I lose it, like then I got one. Or if I lose two, I ain't got nothing. So you're telling me you're avoiding the risk of <laughs> multiplying your favor. Because you want to be comfortable with what I gave oh you? Come on, comfortability dude. Comfortability is one of the biggest cancers in the church right now, bro. It's, it's literally forcing people to not go outside of the realm they've been experiencing. And the realm they're experiencing is not evangelical most of the time. Facts. Because it's, 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 it's like I'm learning. I have a cool community I get a lot of likes and posts in, in on my posts on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. I have a following on YouTube. People like me. And it's like, what if you were the person that's not called to be liked? Imagine. When somebody told me that the celebrity Christian was never something that was inerrant with Christianity, I was like, man, what? It's like you mean to tell me that this wasn't like like not so much to say God doesn't allow it, but it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What if that would be taken away from you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, how, how would your response be? Because when I thought about celebrity church members and also CEO pastors, I'm like, there are twelve elders, right? <laughs> yeah. Why is it that when the church is all said and done, the, C the CEO has to be the pastor? Isn't there 12 people you answer to? Mm -hmm. You're not the head of the church. So why you got to be the head of the organization? <laughs> you can't. But that's the common thing that happens. And so, you real, and, and so you look at that and it's like, okay, when the pastor dies, does the ministry die? In a lot of senses, it does, because they've made the ministry about who? The pastor. The pastor. Rather than the kingdom. There's, <laughs> if there's, it was about the kingdom, the pastor would have been training up somebody to be take over. There's, there's no discipleship. Disciple. It's teaching. 
We've overemphasized. Teaching is so crucial. I thank God for OCBF for teaching me. I thank God for Philadelphia Biblical University teaching me. I thank God for Dallas Baptist University teaching me. Yeah. But when I look at the teaching, the teaching is only one element of the pillars. Mm-hmm. What is teaching apart from discipleship? Because yeah. I'm seeing well-taught people being converted into something else. Because mm. they never experienced it. They've only been taught it. <laughs> They've never applied it. Yeah. They've only learned it. If yeah. you're not equipped on a discipleship level, on a fellowship level, on a serving level, on a giving level, if you're not experiencing everything that he has to offer and all you've experienced is teaching and worship, because that's what you show up for on Sunday, oh, what makes you choose that church? Oh, you know, it's the teaching. The teaching was solid. What yeah. if you could go to a church that had average teaching but that pastor taught you how to love your wife better, raise your children, give, be in community, and be discipled. But the teaching was average. Would you go to that church? If the answer is no. Because <laughs> I'm, it's, 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 I'm, I'm hearing everybody talk about the teaching. I'm like, teaching's cool. Like, I experienced teaching. I can learn at home. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many podcasts there are? I can literally be in any church I want to at the click of a button. Is teaching really that crucial? <laughs> I can access any of them. The same sermon you heard, I can hear it 30 minutes after you heard it. I can hear it the same time you're hearing it while I'm in my church. I can put it in some AirPods and listen to another sermon as I'm, listening to, as I'm watching another sermon. So why are you putting an overemphasis on teaching? Who is emphasizing discipleship? And discipleship, one thing I learned while in initiative, was it's not just, hey, let's show up for coffee and meet up Thursday nights. No. Discipleship is life on life. What do you like with your family? What do you like at your job? What do you like behind the scenes? I'm going to follow that, mm -hmm. model that, and duplicate that. That's discipleship. There's there's a there's a pride thing. Cause nobody wants to get beat. Mm. <laughs> you gotta be at the top. Most followers. It's like, bro, Most look, no, but, but imagine. Imagine. I break all the records, bro. Mm-hmm. And somebody come in and I teach them too much. And they break my records when I'm retired. It's a pride issue. Mm. I think the best representation of discipleship that I've seen. Is the students are passing. It, it was Micah Steger. I think you, you know Micah. Mm -hmm. great, great dude. We were in the same class. Chris Estrada was our teacher. Chris Estrada takes over YFN. Micah becomes assistant YFN director. Now YFN director, mm. right? Michael was never put in a position from where my perspective is. Obviously, I can only speak from my perspective. Yeah, but for sure. From where I sit, I've never seen Micah get put in a box by his mentor. That's beautiful, bro. <laughs> and because of that, yeah. he's where he is now. Absolutely. Imagine how many people we let put us in a box. 
we never right. reach our potential. You can just do this. Mm. I'm that toy on the shelf just. collect collecting dust, waiting for when the child's ready to use it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I remember I was in a... So one thing I learned while in... I served at a camp called Kids Across America. I was a 10-year camper there, and then I worked there for seven summers. Um, developed an entire hip-hop program that now has a building there where they teach kids hip-hop, dance, and photography. And so through me, like, understanding and learning in the aspect of, like, like discipleship, there's a guy named Soup Campbell there. Soup. We call him Soup. Like, he's Campbell Soup. <coughs> so, like, Soup, he was, like, we're in a culture where if you act like somebody, that's a diss. Yeah. And say, man, you, you, you do everything he does. Back then, that was an honor. Yeah. Because it's like, man, you're, you're under who? That is crazy. In fact, people will introduce themselves based on who's teaching them. <laughs> and so now we're in a culture where it's like, if I'm being taught by somebody, I have to make sure that I'm owning it up myself and, and, and they're not really. It's like, dad, yo, like, like, who's your sensei? Yeah. That's what I love about Asian culture. They honor the, 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 the patriarchs so much that the patriarchs are included in their name. Yeah. To say, I am a part of this dojo and the dojo's named by somebody, that brings honor to you because it's like, I'm giving reverence to where I even got any of this from. But we're in a culture where it's like, oh, I, got, I made it all. My, I'm independent. Did it all on my own. Self-made. What the hell? Like, what, is that, what does that gain you? Nothing. What do you gain from being self-made? Jesus had 12, bro. Jesus, not only had, he needed 12. If, like, I ain't trying to have, what? you know what I'm saying? Like, he had 12, bro. So you telling me the son of man. Yeah. Son of God. Yeah. A perfect man mm. needed 12. You're telling me you need nobody? That's crazy. That's that's ridiculous. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> don't make no sense. Just like we talked about earlier, pride issue. Yeah, it's a pride issue. But it's also an insecurity issue because mm. insecure people feel like they have to prove something to other people. If you already know what you possess and what you bring to the table, I don't need to let everybody know what I'm bringing. Yeah, wow. It's what we said at the very beginning of, this, of the episode. Let your fruit tell the story for you. Stop trying to say, hey, hey, you see this? Y'all see this? See what I did? <laughs> hey, just want to let y'all know, look where I'm at right now. Wow. So, as creatives, we have that type of pressure on us. So for me, at this point, what my desire is to do, and I feel like one of my purposes is, is to inspire creatives and creative people. Now, I think the disservice that we've done is we have diminished creativity to art and media, mm. right? So okay. we think of, oh, I'm about to have a, a, a mixer. Let's invite some creatives. Who are you going to invite? Your artist friend, your person connected to your artist friend, your, your, your culinary friend, because he's going to be the one cooking in the background, your graphic designer, et cetera, et cetera. Why are we not inviting the coder? Why are we not inviting the lights person? Facts. 
why are we not inviting the nonprofit owner? Because the lights is creating an experience. Mm -hmm. The nonprofit owner is creating opportunities. Mm -hmm. The coders creating code for you to even be seen. So who is a creative? Everyone. Yeah. Wow. So when people ask me what my brand is for, because I made a brand called Idol Creatives, I say my brand is for everyone. Because why? Everyone's Imago Day. We're all made in the image of God. We're created by the creator, so let's create. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I made a brand that literally says, all right, bet. In the moments where you feel idle and you, you're, you're struggling to create, whatever your idle moment is, depression, anxiety, my family, school, music, or whatever it may be, it's like in those moments, just try to create. So when you look at my brand, it's backwards to you. But when I look in the mirror, it's in the right perspective. Yeah. Because it's for me. Yeah. It's a self-motivating brand for creatives. That's dope. Right? So every time I look in the mirror, and I'm going to get it tatted on me too. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm going I'm to I'm remind myself, this is, the, this is the stance I should take every day. Create. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not just in whatever artistic way, but to create in the way I'm supposed to create per day and in that moment. Yeah. Right? So... That is another thing I'm working on as well. I'm working on a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? But um, in the midst of that, I realized, I was on the phone with somebody earlier today, and she was saying, so when you feel like you have these ideas, and you have so many ideas, how do you bring them to life? Because as a visionary, ideas are nothing for me. Yeah. If you tell me your idea, and you ask for my opinion, I can tell you how to expand your idea even, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's, that's second nature to me, truly is. My issue is completion. Mm. My issue is fatigue. My issue is seeing it through. So what does that mean for creatives like myself? <coughs> Maybe I shouldn't be doing it by myself. The reason why this brand is even on my shirt right now is because I linked up with Eddie. Eddie is the graphic designer who designed this. Yeah. Beta, best man at his wedding. Mm -hmm. I linked up with him and said, hey, bro, we need somebody to be the people that's going to talk to people and also be the legs of this organization. He said, easy. I told them my vision. They said, we'll take it from you. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the idea you're saying, oh, wait, wait, I'll do that when I have the resources. I'll do that when I, when I, when I meet the right person. Or even what I hear is, my vision will be completed when someone else does dot, dot, dot. If your vision is contingent on someone else's movement, it ain't your vision. Mm. So when I started saying, all right, bet, all the things that's been placed in my heart, in my mind, I'm just going to start collaborating. Mm -hmm. That's when I start thinking, seeing things move. Because I realized this I've had this idea, I kid you not, four years plus. Four years ago. Same girl I was talking to before this, her name is Michaela, I worked for her at camp. I talked about this brand four years ago. But I sat on it because I was waiting for the moment where I had enough resources to make it happen. Yeah. Rather than saying, 
yo, who around me do I think I can trust with this? Mm. Let's make it happen, right? My board game that I'm creating, who around me do I think I can trust with this? Linked up with him, my boy Austin Jeter. We're making a board game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My podcast. <laughs> Podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, who can I link up with to see this through? Because I am in a place where, not that I'm working for a man, but I'm working with man. I'm like, all right, bet. All the things I want to do, he's going to provide for it. Why? Because I desire it. Mm-hmm. And what? He knows the desires in my heart. Yeah. He's going to provide the opportunity for it to happen. Favor. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm walking in, bro. And so, like, like with the Auto Creators brand, this specifically, I want people to recognize that they can create. And it's not just a t-shirt. Like what we're doing is we're creating experiences with the average person. Yeah. So if I see a if I see a homeless man playing the drums on the street, I'm gonna walk up to him while the cameras are rolling and say, give him a hat. What keeps you creating? And isn't it crazy how what keeps him creating will stop someone else from creating? Yeah. My homie belief. He literally, I remember it was uh, four years ago, right? He was uh, doing stuff with, um, or three years ago, um, Dream Junkies, right? Crazy talented hip-hop group. Yeah. Uh, Line, he's starting, he has his own podcast right now. Uh, John Gibbs has a whole deal with Skull Candy, signed, I think, with the, with the, with the whole dope label, in California, killing it. Music is amazing. Yeah. And then Believe, also an amazing rapper as well. I did a show with them in El Campo, Texas. I think three people showed up for that show. <laughs> Kid you, like literally. And so I was in that show, and I said, yo, man, so what's next, Believe? And he responded to me. He's like, yo, I just want to be a great father. And I was like, mm. that ain't no album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the album. I was like, I was like okay, bet, bet, bet. So that's gonna be a fire album title. As but as he's literally biting into a bell pepper, he's he's just telling me like, yo, I want to be a great father. Now I look at his podcast. Now I look at his platform called Belief in Fatherhood, and he is killing, killing it. it. Yeah, because he decided I'm going to exemplify what it means to be a black father. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Before that's the nice. podcast was even in his heart and mind, I heard that and I was like, I don't know what that looks like, but go for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now seeing it played out, I'm like, dag. Because yeah. he needed to have that heart to do that in order to get to exactly. this. Exactly. And and and, and you, what you're talking about is so it hits home because, like you, bro, I've been sitting on 52 for four years. Mm. So Ron yeah. went to the premiere of 52, time. May 2016. Is when the idea came to me and it was portrayed to the world, right? Yeah. Didn't really understand what was next. Yeah. I didn't realize I needed to live some life first, right? Mm. <laughs> Until I understand what it means to be on a different wavelength, I needed to live life a little bit, right? Yeah. Come back to Texas was one of, the, one of the hardest decisions ever to leave LA, come to Texas. After all the stuff that we've been through, you know what I mean? And being in the rooms with people I shouldn't have been in the room with, that I never even dreamed of being in the room with. That happens. Come back to Texas. Start working at Chipotle. 
You know what I'm saying? Go from Chip. If not the files, humble creative. I'm telling you, it, it humbles you. <laughs> it humbles you, bro. Especially when you come from being in LA, yeah. doing this and doing that, being around here, working here, making money, and then coming back here, making rolling burritos. burritos <laughs> On the, the clock, bro, slaving behind <laughs> the grill, bro. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because I had to hit a moment. Mm-hmm. I can either coast through this or I can be the best Chipotle employee that I can be, Excellent. right? Yeah. I go from prep, make my way to cashier, make my way to grill, make my way to kitchen manager mm-hmm. in the span of three months. I leave there, I go to a cafe. Leave there... Unemployed for for X amount of time, only working at a church on the weekends, helping with parking. Imagine all the people who used to ride you because you they knew what you were doing, and they trying to be your homie. But now I come back to Dallas and I'm human again, and now I'm telling you where to park at church. Imagine how humbling that is. You asking me for help and you asking me for advice, and now I'm over here telling you where to park at church. <laughs> Trying to make ends meet on that. Mm-hmm. We get fast forward through 2019. I get my bread right. Find my shorty. I get married. Now here we are in 2020. Congratulations, by the way. Appreciate it. And here we are in 2020. And now COVID happens. I've been working at Top Golf for a year. I get furloughed. All of us get furloughed because Top Golf closes, right? In that moment, I had two, one or two options: collect my bread from unemployment and spend it on whatever, or make a move. Decided to make a move. Decided to do that dumb shirt right there. Some simple, just a mission shirt, right? I meet Aaron because he has a drone. He's pulling up so he can get shots with the stuff for the shirt. Next thing you know, we fast forward. Now we're dropping actual merch. Mm-hmm. Now, where we meeting now is so crazy because two months ago, we, where we used to meet was a parking garage right there. Our office was the roof of a parking garage. Wow. Me, Angel, Jacob pull up and just talk, dream, and just go cast over vision. the whole thing, right? Cast vision. Gotta cast vision. And, and after one conversation one night, I'm like, bro, we got to make a move. Mm-hmm. I've been collecting all this money from unemployment. Time to use it. Absolutely. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm like, yo, we, we got some tours for some office spaces. Yeah. We go on a round of tours. This, this one, I almost didn't come because we thought we found one. Mm. I almost didn't come here. Dude hit me up. He was like, yo. Just come, check it out, see if you like it. We pull up, homie Danny at the front desk made us feel like we belonged here. Wow. Even though the other space, this this space is dope, but the other space, you were there. Mm-hmm. Higher up, yeah. like it was just dope. It has a speakeasy in it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, it, it looked cooler, right? Yeah. And because I almost compromised on what was cooler, I almost missed on what was right, mm-hmm. which was this. And now we're in here, and it's like, I wouldn't have wanted any better in any other situation. We launched 52, Aaron, Jacob, like, it, the pieces came together. And now, 
52 is actually moving because it's not just me anymore. Like you said, who can I trust with this? I found the people I trust with it because I understand I'm good at a lot of things. But you know how much better life would be if I focus on what I'm great at? Wow. I can do graphic design, but somebody else does it better than me. Mm-hmm. This mentality of I got to do it all by myself. I got to make it. I got to make work with what I got. No, you don't. Self-made. Exactly. Self-made. It's a toxic independence. <laughs> what, I call it. What, what comes to my mind when, when I think idle creative, uh, and you, you hit it in your story, like, Right. I think of God more as a not now God than a go now God. Mm. Let me let me put that in perspective, right? Mm. You you've you've always heard God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. And I feel like for my life personally, <clears throat> it's always been like try, and if it's not for you, I'm gonna let you know. I'm yeah. gonna say not now. Yeah. I'm gonna close that door. But you gotta you gotta move in the direction. I've never heard God or seldomly Really, I want to say never. I probably feel I feel strong saying never. Heard God tell me, go here, do this, do that, do this. It's been like, I'm gonna try it, and then it's been like, oh, okay, got. It's almost like playing a video game. Okay, cool. Got past level one. Oh, shoot. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we playing level two now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think with idol creative, there's so many people are waiting for God to say, this is it, go. Go now. He's the already time giving you everything right. you need. And it's more like, yo, Take just, a risk. just go. If it ain't right, he's going to redirect. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and that's why I feel like this is the way to think because everything comes together when the most successful people have failed the most times. You only yeah. fail the most times by going and letting God say not mm-hmm. now. Got to take the risk. Right? And do right. you truly trust that he desires your desires? Yeah. yeah. Do you truly trust that he's put already put people in place around you? Like, I look at people's friend circles and I'm like, all right, bet. People look at my friend circle. They're like, yo, how come you're not quote unquote successful? Now, mind you, success means something different to every person. Absolutely. You know, now I've set goals myself, you know what I'm saying, that I feel like I haven't achieved yet. And they're like, man, you've already had these things available. You're not losing your circle. And I sat there and I thought about it. My boy, my boy R. Swift told me that. Swift told me, like, bro, like, you have the dopest team. I said, like, I've never seen some people that are willing to support you that I've seen like this. The community you have in your Bible study group, that is one of the dopest communities I've ever seen in my life. He said they would drop a dime, at the, at the, at the, at the drop of a hat, show up to anything you have going on to support you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. He said, why are you not killing it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet, I need you to love my team. Because yeah. rather than saying, hey, I got an event going on, it's like, hey, I got a business I'm starting. How much more harder they would they go for that? Because mm-hmm. it's like something they can be involved in rather than see involvement in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, literally, I, I think it's using unity and utilizing unity, which is something that we have not placed emphasis on because the emphasis of our culture today is individuality, making it self-made, making it about me, making it about I, rather than saying. I, as a group, made this happen. You know what I'm saying? I, as a team, we made this happen. So that's what I'm on. That's, that's literally what Idle Creatives is about. It is developing a platform where creatives can come together 
and utilize each other. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a Out of Creatives event, which is going to happen, it'll be creatives you're familiar with and unfamiliar with. Because mm -hmm. those same creatives, somebody's lacking in something. Yeah. Your website's trash. Okay, bet. We got some web designers here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your coding is bad. I can hack into your website. That's cool. We got some hackers here. Mm -hmm. We got some people who know that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, uh, even the pulling the curtain. People that truly just desire just to help whatever way they can. Oh, that's cool. We got people here. Bring so, in, stop bringing problems with no solutions. Exactly. Somebody is the solution. And more likely than not, if you're in part of the body, somebody in the church or somebody in your community is a solution to the yeah. problem you already had. Mm -hmm. If you truly believe that he's taking care of everything you desire. But if you're working for a man, oh, I can see why you're, 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 you're bogged down and you're, you're tied down. Yeah. Because you're looking for man to provide rather than looking for Yahweh to provide. I, bro, I'm trying to tell you, that principle changed my life. When I finally said I quit mm -hmm. my job for man and I am fully hired by Yahweh, yeah. I was freed of so much hurt, so much hope, un, un, unmet, so much disappointment. Because at the end of the day, I kept working for man. And when I started working for Yahweh in excellence, I was freed up. And I was like, man, the only person I have to answer to is you. The only person. Because when I answer to you, I do things in excellence. And even if I fail in that, you call me to a standard. So no matter what job I'm in, I know I can always thrive. Because I'm working for you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And so when we do that, when I make my business out of creatives, when I record my music, when I, when, I, when, I, when I make a board game, when I do a podcast, I'm like, yo, how can I do this for you yeah. and not unto man? And before we wrap up, like, you're, you're working on your album and uh, the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like... The, the the silver till I'm platinum, you know? And when I hear it, it's easy to look at it for face value, but because I know you, it's always it's like, always so deeper. There's always something <laughs> deeper, you know? <laughs> there's all there's always yeah. like that that underlining under underlying meaning mm -hmm. of what, what what does silver mean in that in that man, you know what's crazy? I record this album was done two years ago. Wow. Um, and I raised over $8,000 for the album to be completed and supported. So everyone that actually donated to the album during the, pro during the process already has it. So they've had it for two years. And that's probably like um, maybe roughly under like 150 people. 150 people made this project possible. But the general masses don't have it like that. And so in the midst of me doing a name change and me finding myself, I haven't released it. I had a, I've had a music video done for a year and a half, a year, just actually a year, a year and some change. And the music video is amazing. I just haven't released it. Because it took over nine months for it to be completed. And I just felt like it was so many things that were holding the project back, holding the music back, holding the... The, the promotion back, holding the videos back. And 
it wasn't anything that I could tangibly say, this is what it was. It was, it was just timing. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I have a project done already. It's not even working on It's done. I could release it tonight if I wanted to. Yeah. And in the midst of that, I also have three other projects done right now. I could release them tonight. I got that coming out. I got, that, that'll be October. It'll be released. I can't give the date, but it'll be released October. I have a Christmas project coming out. Singles for that will be released prior Christmas, the Christmas season. I'm excited for that one. I ain't gonna lie to oh, you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So I actually was gonna release that one last year. Once again, timing. I recorded and had the written songs for that project done in November of last year. And I didn't get the mixes back until December 25th. And I'm like, I can't release the project on Christmas. It just doesn't feel right. And so it just, it's, it felt like everything I tried to do, it never worked out. And everything I tried to force, force the collaborations, force the release dates, force the, it just didn't work out. It's not working for man, bro. <laughs> I was working for man. I was I was I was trying to appease people. I'm trying to make Love Nindo work for people. I'm trying to make and it's like I don't care no more. Cuz I know who I'm trying to please. Ain't y'all. Now, in the midst of me trying to please who I want to please, it's going to please a lot of people. For sure cuz the music is fire. It's it's fire. <laughs> but what I'm trying to do right now is create excellence, allow people to enjoy it, and then do it again, recreate it. You know what I'm saying? Do the same thing again. Because it's not about making a classic, you might make a classic again. You know? And I feel like I love this project as well. I love the Christmas project as well. The project after that, oh, it's a wrap. It's about to be it. Look, <laughs> look, look. And then the project after that, which I'm not, I, I can't say that's completed, but conceptually it's already done in my mind. And I've already started playing around with things. Oh my gosh. Like, in reality, I am three years behind on music. Mentally. Like, what I want to put out mentally, I can't even do right now because I'm so I'm, I'm behind. But you won't even be able to tell the difference sonically or even artistically. Because I don't make music for the times. I don't make I don't say, oh, this is hot, let me do let me recreate this sound. Never. Why? I do that when I release something just as a mixtape thing or like a mixtape verse. But the, the music I desire to make is timeless. Mm. That's what's classic to me. I can listen to it in any era of music and still enjoy it. Yeah. That's the type of music I, I desire to make. That's the type of music I was, I was taught to make. So that's the type of music I make right now. So I do have a project coming out called Silver Tone Platinum. And it's literally about basically maximizing where you're at in the season you're in. So, yeah. financially, could I go buy a platinum chain right now? Yes. Would I be broke? Yes. Mm -hmm. I can spend a fraction of that and buy a silver chain, you know what I'm saying, at least have a chain. So, I'm operating within my means at the moment, mm -hmm. knowing that greater is coming, right? Yeah. But the issue is people don't want to operate in their means. People don't want to work a job at Chipotle. People don't want to humble themselves and 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 do something that will make them humble. 
And so for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm willing to wear a silver chain because I know a platinum one's coming. It, it, it's going to come. I'm not even doubting it anymore. The way I use faith right now, the way I operate in faith, I don't doubt in faith because doubting in faith is like a wave driven in the sea, here and gone. That quick. I know it's coming, but I'm enjoying the silver. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can do. Because I know for a fact that in the midst of me doing this, somebody sees this silver chain. It's kind of beat up. You know what I'm saying? It got a sh- I don't know. It's ca- this camera kind of crazy, so it's got, it's, got a, it's got a little glisten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it got a little glisten to it. But for me, I'm like, I'm like, man, I've had the silver chain for like two years plus. And I'm like, man, like two years actually so when I started the project, the campaign. And for me, I'm like, man, I, the things I've been through in this chain is so many life lessons. <laughs> the same chain. I'm like, yo. I can't wait until I'm platinum, but I'm so grateful for all the things I went through in the season I went through because it brought me to the point where I'm at right now because that experience and that lesson that I learned has shaped and developed me to the man I am today, right? And so as much as I wanted to release that project the moment it was done two years ago, I'm finally in a place I'm like, it was meant to come out next month. Mm. Yeah. My music video was meant to come out. This month. Well, uh, October, my bad. It's October. This month. It was meant to come out this month. It was meant to be promoted this month. And I'm like, it was tough. If you would have told me that a project I recorded two years ago was going to come out two years later, I'm like, y'all niggas crazy. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's been done. We about to put this out now. Yeah. But now I have a team that's taking care of things for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't talk about the details behind that. But... I have a team supporting me. You know what I'm saying? And before I had a team as well, you know, um, shout out to Rick's uh, Creative Consulting. And they took care of a lot of things for me. They were behind my music video being as dope as it was. They were behind supporting my name change. And in this era right now, like, even though they put so much behind my name change and doing everything they could to make sure that my brand flourished, which it did flourish. The Love Nindo brand actually did flourish. The only reason I'm making this, 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 this shift is because it's ordained. <laughs> I, I can't argue with what God tells me to do. And so um, in the midst of them supporting as heavy as they did and doing so much for the brand, I got to listen to God. And so that's why the Street Hymn shift is happening. And... From here on out, all music that I'm putting out is under Street M's. Yeah. So, yeah. When you appreciate the silver, bro, you'd be grateful for the platinum. Man. Indeed, bro. I, lo- yeah, I love be, it, man. bro. You will be. You know what I'm saying? If I watch this video, man, you got to see the fade, bro. I'm going to know it was really two years. Two, about two years worth of dreads in there. So I'm going to see what the... Even if you, um, even when yeah, you see the music video, you'll see how short his hair was at that time. So I recorded music video a year and a half ago, and um, I did have my hair down. But but you, that's typically how people recognize what season I was in. Yeah, this is a music video I recorded three years ago. That's gonna release. Hair short. And but I had it. I had it in the braids though, so you can't really tell. I watched it yesterday. I was like, people not really gonna care. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's a dope video. It's quality. And I'm like, man, I, I, I have so much content that I am fully comfortable releasing now. Yeah. That's I'm in a, a better financial a place. It. I'm in a better 
uh, spiritual place. I'm in a better mental place to just be able to release music. And we hear two years and we're like, oh man, that's about to be old music. Not to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 when I tell you when you hear it, it doesn't sound aged at yeah. all. It sounds like fresh wind. Cause it was, it was, it was, it's 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 got the oil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm like, Lord, like when I made this, I was in such a place that was like, man, such a such a searching and dead place. I didn't know it'd take two years to get out of. You know, because if I if I was releasing music in that place, who's to say I actually would have gotten out of that place? Yeah. So now I'm able to look out the music I was making at the time and say, man, I'm so glad I'm out of that, rather than I'm releasing music in that. Because that's the trend of today. We hear people in depressive states, and they're making music as depressed people, mm. rather than, man, like, not to say like, you're supposed to get out of depression, but it's like, man, like, I am overcoming my mental state. The music we listen to today is, is held on, I'm wallowing in my depression, and here's how I'm dealing with it, pills. Here are my journey, here are my flaws. Rather than, I've overcome. I have transcended beyond this. I have grown out of this. But when your only experience is the lows, and that's all you have to offer, to people, who's to say you'll ever get out of it? Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, that album is an album of my lows. Like, the album cover is me floating in the abyss, as like in the same way Sora did in Kingdom of Hearts when the continue screen. And so that's the album cover. And I'm like, because I didn't know where I was. I'm like, should I continue? Is it worth continuing? Not that I was trying to end my life, but I was like, is this what I really want to do? Because I feel like I'm the chief of sinners in front of people that desire me to be the poster child for purity and personal child for the church. And I'm like, I don't feel like that because I'm human. Yeah. And I was struggling with that. I'm like, man, now I'm in a place I'm like, I can release that now and say, man, I remember that feeling. Yeah. So glad I'm out of that joint, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 just, it's experience, maturity, growing, and so I'm excited to release it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, bro. I'm excited for you, bro. Indeed, it's gonna be good, bro. And indeed, honestly, man, I'm just I'm glad you got to come on the podcast for sure. I'm glad I got to be you here. Know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying? I'm glad my boy Saran's in town. You Absolutely, know what I'm you know what I'm saying he, he gonna be moving to Dallas soon. I'm just I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait on it. Yeah. But nah, man, I appreciate you coming through. Um this is this is honestly it's a new season. I know I've said it so many times, but like this is a new season. I think we found the formula for what's gonna happen moving forward. And uh I'm just I'm just excited, man. I'm I'm here for the ride. And uh before we go, man, I just want to shout out to everybody listening. I want shout out to everybody who's showing love to us, man. We are so grateful for you. Um and also shout out to, you know, sponsors, shout out to uh, created by God, mm. you know, engrafted, uh, cortisone clothing, all of our people, all of our family here at 52 that uh, has been a part of this journey starting off. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. For my listeners who are unfamiliar with, with your brand, give a quick little disclaimer. Uh, quick disclaimer. So we're 52. We're a creative firm here in Dallas. Uh, we're based off of a article that was read a couple years ago called The World's Lonely as Well. 
And basically this well communicates on a different hertz level than your standard well. Uh, standard wells communicate between 10 and 40 hertz. This one well is communicated at 52 hertz. Mm. And I was like, when I heard this, I was like, this is what it's like being creatives, man. Wow. We, we're on a different wavelength. So when we're trying to explain what we do, how we think, how we view life, uh, it's, it's hard. And because you feel like nobody hears you and understands. Yeah, but absolutely. at the end of the day, you just got to you got to come to the conclusion and have peace about knowing the fact that they ain't meant to understand. Yeah. As long as you know what you're about to do and you know where you're supposed to be, bro, let God do his thing. Just be along for the ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's fire, bro. That's I love fire. it. That's fire. But yeah, man. So shout out to my little my little my little things, man. Shout out to the four horsemen, my my battle rap team, Saga, Loso, A Ward, um, and also just the horsemen in general, which also includes Bruce Franks, Oops. Man, I love you so much. Um, those dudes have supported me, called me out in my wrongdoings. Um had great conversations with those are my brothers. So I, I love them so much. Shout out to my the New Deal Bible Study group. Um, like I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for my community of people who have challenged me, especially the women in that group, who have taught me what it's like to have platonic relationships. Um, shout out to uh, my team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Rick's, Rick's Creative Consulting, um, and also my new team I can't actually name. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's 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 a lot of people supporting me, and shout out to Fifty Two for allowing me to come through and do this podcast because it's been a blessing to just talk about some things that I've been meditating on, but have been meditating on in solitude. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, we love you guys. Peace, love, positivity, extra creativity, and we'll see you on the next episode.